0: to finish today's message I've already started it as you can see we've already read our text for today I've entitled today's message seven ways to tell if using guys is wise guys (laughs) forget about it you know so we're going to look at seven ways to tell you know just it's going to kind of reflect your heart and your Whether you're using guys as wise guys. Number one, are you looking for the Christmas star? Have you recognized God's true star? I got a hint for you. It's a what. It's not a what. It's a who. I got another hint for you. It's not Santa. And it's not you. Have you recognized God's star? It's a who. You know, when Jesus was being arrested in the garden that night and they they came to get him, he said in John 18, 7, who are you looking for? Now I bet there's a million sermons could be preached on that one line right there. Who are you looking for? The star of God is a who. Some are looking to crucify him. But some are looking to follow him. But have you recognized him and have you made a wise decision? Everybody's looking for him. They may say that I'm an atheist. They may say that I don't believe from Christmas and all those things. But deep down, they're just suppressing what's really in their heart is to find their maker, find their creator, find their purpose in this life. And I can tell you, The real star of Christmas is indeed Jesus Christ. So have you recognized God's star? Number two, if you've recognized him, did you follow him? Because the wise men had a choice. They saw the star, but they could have said, you know, I'm I'm doing okay. I'm kind of busy this week. I don't have time to get on my camel and go on a journey right now. I'm just going to stay here and keep doing my stuff. Did you follow the star? John 3:19 says, "And the judgment is based on this fact. Do you have the scriptures? John 3:19 begins, "And the judgment is based on this fact. What judgment you may say? Well, the judgment. Heaven or hell, light or darkness. I mean, the judgment, the most important judgment of all times, everything that you will be judged on is based on this fact that God's light came into the world. But people love darkness more than they love the light, for their actions were evil. So that determines, that's the judgment, are you a wise man or are you not? Are you a wise guy? If you have recognized the light and you follow it, you have, you have made the judgment that leads to eternal life. Isn't that wonderful? You know, I, I often tell that when I came to this church, originally that first night I came here, like 1997, it was for marriage counseling. I wasn't looking for the star. I wasn't looking for any light. I was just looking to get my marriage right. And uh, we were going to meet with the pastor after the service, but when the gospel was preached and the light came in, holy hallelujah, hallelujah, <laughs> All things became new. The light came on on the inside. And I saw the star and all of creation begin to make sense to me. And you know what about my marriage? I found out that the perfect marriage, the wonderful marriage that we all desire can be found for each of us by following the star. Do you have unfulfilled desires in your life? You say, "I've always wanted to do this. I, I, I've, I wanted my children to do this. I've wanted this. I want, in your life, follow the star. The star will lead you to that fulfillment. The star, everything that you need is in following the star. If there's a desire, it says, God will give you the desires of your heart, but you've got to follow. You've got to walk the path you got to get on your camel and ride. Come on, somebody. you got to follow Jesus. Your fulfillment is waiting for you. But it's in the following. Leads you right to it. So have you recognized the star? Did you follow the star? And number three, are you willing to pay the price for following the star? Those wise men, they had to probably take all their vacation days. You know, they had to lay down their businesses and they had to actually leave some people behind in the hopes that when they came back, they would have something better. It, it cost to follow the star. It cost in, in time and resources. And some people might say, they might look back, some of you may be following the star and you might say, it cost me what might have been. Oh, if I wouldn't, have, you know, I wouldn't have been a tither and a giver, I could have taken all that money and bought this. Or, or if I wouldn't have spent all my time coming to church on Sunday, I could have got a boat and went to the lake. Or if I wouldn't have spent all that time serving the Lord, I, I could have invested in my business and, and today I could have that big house down here that I wanted. And you may be thinking it, it may cost you and what might have been. And it might. It might cost you in those things. You know, anybody ever watched the movie The Grinch with Jim Carrey? I think Jim Carrey said it best. This is, he explains what might have been for us if we wouldn't have followed the star. He's discussing his upcoming schedule with himself. He says, four o'clock, wallowing in self-pity. 4.30, I'll stare into the abyss. 5 o'clock, solve world hunger and tell no one. (laughs) He he says, at 5.30, jazzercise. At 6.30, dinner with me, and I can't cancel that again. 7 o'clock, wrestle with self-loathing. I'm booked, of course. But if I bumped the loathing to nine, I could still be done in time to lay in bed and stare at the ceiling and slowly slip into madness. That's probably what you left behind when you decided to follow the star. We got selective memory of how good things used to be. But in reality, this is probably what you've left behind to follow the star, to have peace and joy purpose in your life that's what could have been number four will you stay on the course until you get to Jesus will you stay on track will you not get weary and well doing and say I'm going back home will you not get lost because you stop listening to the you stop following the star closely enough You get your eyes off the prize. Will you follow the star from the baby Christ born in you until you see Him face to face? Until the sanctification process in your life is walked out from beginning to end? Will you stay on course? You know, if the devil can get you to turn back, if Herod... Oh, King Herod, kings of this world, the little K-King of this world, the little G-God of this world system. If he can get you to turn back, he can do great damage to God's plan in this earth because people are watching your life. Many people say, well, I can backslide if I want to. It ain't hurting nobody but me. But that's not true. Your journey hurts everyone around you you when you go back. They're depending on you. You're leading the way. For many people, whether you realize it or not. And don't you want to continue to, to live a life of wonder and awe? When I, when I think that God became one of us. And he, and he hung on a cross to die for me. The God that spun the universe into existence just by speaking it. How He came to the earth He created for me. Oh, and then I think about what's to come. That He's coming back as a victorious King of kings and Lord of lords. He's coming back as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And He's going to make all things new. He's going to square all accounts. And He's coming back for me. He's coming back for you. And He's going to bring us to a place where eyes not seen or ear heard Never entered into the heart of man the things that he has prepared for those who love him. Oh, you're on the right path. Stay on it. Finish your course. Run your race and finish your course and hear, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Let the glory and the wonder and the awe of God's coming this Christmas just envelop your heart. It, is in it. Let it shine in you so that others can see Why are you so excited? Oh, I have every reason, my brother, to be excited. Colossians 3, 4 says, When Christ, who is your life, you understand Jesus is your life? There is no life apart from Him. He is the way, the truth, and the life. This journey is bringing you closer to life. Day by day you get off the journey, you're you're heading away from the light, you're heading away from the life, you're heading into death and darkness. Repent and get back on the journey and head towards life. The life that He gives, only He can give. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you'll also appear with Him in glory. You see, he's going to share this wonderful glory. Glory is God's goodness. The brilliance and the light, this incomparable that we can't even look into now. It's so His goodness, we can't even look at God without the Spirit of God. We can't even look on His face. We couldn't even look on Moses' face, who had just been in His presence. And He's going to share that glory with you. And here we are down here on the earth <laughs> with the audacity to think we're going to bring glory to ourselves. Spending our whole life, our whole careers. Everything that we have to try to get a little glory from ourselves. How ridiculous. How ridiculous. When you can share the glory of God for all eternity. The most you might can have a little bitty pinprick for a, a short season, but you can share all the glory of God for eternity. By staying on the path and making your way towards the king. Number five. Will we be wise enough to bring gifts to our king? The wise men brought gold, which symbolizes his royalty. They brought frankincense, which which was used in the act of worship. And they brought myrrh, which was used to prepare a body for burial. Signifying the sacrifice for which he came. You see, these wise men were wise because they read the holy scriptures and they knew these things. These wise men understood that this is not just royalty. This is the king of kings. He deserves the very best of your life, your gold. He deserves frankincense. He deserves our worship. And he deserves for us to understand that he came to give his life as a ransom for us. Isn't that beautiful? What are the two greatest gifts that we can give him back? I believe it's faith. Faith that he is who he says he is and and worship because of who he is and what he's done. What does does God want from us but faith trust him? And then the natural response to who he is, Worship. To say, God, all of my heart, all that I am, when it don't look good, when it's hard, when it's I'm dry and weary, God, I'm still going to give you all. I will not turn back. I will not turn back. When uh, John the Revelator was in heaven getting the revelation that we now call revelation in the Bible, he was... In awe of heaven, he couldn't even write about it. God wouldn't even let him write the things that he saw, most of it, but some of it. And he just saw the angels that had just been in the presence of God. They were so glorious that he bowed down as a human. He he bowed to his knees, and he began to worship the angels. And the angel said, well, not here, brother. You better get up from there. You're going to get me in trouble. The angel said, no, I'm just a servant of God just like you. Worship God only. Worship God only. Only worship God. And these wise men that we read in the story this morning, they bowed down and they worshiped the baby Jesus. You know, many people claim to worship Jesus. Many cults do. Almost every other halfway plausible false religion it has to acknowledge that Jesus exists and most of them say that, yeah, he, he's cool. He's a prophet. He's, you know, he's a good guy. But if they don't acknowledge that Jesus is God, they're worshiping a false religion. They're, worsh- they're not worshiping him. You must understand that Jesus is 100% God and 100% man before you can worship him properly. You're worshiping some false god of your own ideology. If you don't understand that the same Jesus that was born in that manger was the the same Jesus that was a spirit in the beginning. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He always was and always will be, you understand. He's the one that flung the stars into existence. By him all things were created through him. And for him all things were created, it says in Colossians chapter 1. Understand who it is that we worship And don't sell him short. And Don't let anybody talk you out of it. He is 100% God. He said, me and the Father are one. He said, I am. Jesus is God. And so you can bow down and you can worship him and there's not an angel in heaven to have any problem with that because they know too who Jesus is. Do you know who Jesus is? Number six, I like this one. Wise men leave in a different direction after they see Jesus. After that, they didn't give the earthly king any more part in their life. They went home by another route because the angel had warned them. And the angels warn us too, don't they? Don't go back to the earthly king. Don't go back to your old ways. Don't go back to the things you used to do. Living in a new direction. I preach down at the jails, and I, it may be 20 guys in the room, and I'll say, is anybody in here a Christian? Probably 17, 18 of them raise their hand. I say, well, what are you doing here? <laughs> if that's the case, then we're doing something wrong. Now, 17 of them, 18 of them ain't really saved. They just think they are because they live in America. And everybody in, Christian, in America is a Christian, right? They, they don't know anything about being born again. But some of them claim to be born again, and I'll see them in there, and, you know, they get out, and then a couple months later, they be back in there again. You got to go a different direction once you get saved. You can't go back to the, to the kings of this world. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you know Jesus is in your heart, but you, you're still heading in the wrong direction. That's sad. That is so sad. If it was the case that those guys are in jail in those yellow jumpsuits, they're bound. But my Bible says, he who the Son says free is free indeed. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Why would you live bound After you've been set free. Bad choice of direction, my friend. Bad choice of direction. All you got to do is what the Bible says is repent. That just means to turn around and go the other way. God God allows U turns, He loves U turns. He is the God of the U turn. If you turn, He'll be happy with it. So just turn. And let go of the things of the past. And behold, all things will become new for you. Number seven and the final one, and we'll close. When this journey is over, will we have gifts to cast at his feet like the wise men did? Will our lives have worshipped him? Will we have been shining stars to lead others to the baby Jesus? Well, we have something to offer our King. In Isaiah 25, verse 9, in that day, the people will proclaim, This is our God. We trusted in Him and He saved us. This is the Lord in whom we have trusted. Let us rejoice in the salvation that He brings. Are you boasting of your Lord? Are you telling others of the joy that you have found in Jesus? If you you know Jesus, you can't keep it to yourself. You know if you have trusted Him, you are experiencing the salvation that He brings, the freedom that we just talked about, that He will bring into your life, the direction, the course that He will bring into your life. We just talked about the unfulfilled desires in your heart. He will bring those to pass in your life. If you follow the star, I'm telling you, it's the best decision. Because in the end, even though it's not the the wide path, the easy path, it's the path that's worth it. So, so worth it. Through the struggles, through the pain, worth it to have glory streaming from heaven above, His glory upon your face, you being a light of the world, and to gather together like we have this morning as a city on a hill for this dark world to see that there is a new way, there is a better way, there is the way, and His name is Jesus. To let His glory rest upon your life, heaven streaming from afar. For Christ the Savior is born. And He's born in me, and He's born in you. And we're born again. A fresh start. A new hope. An anchor for our souls. A life worth living is possible. So come all you faithful, joyful, and triumphant. Come ye. Oh, come ye to Bethlehem.